Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk TDs podcast. I'm AD. And I'm Jerry. And Jerry, it's it's the start of the playoffs, Jerry. The regular season's over. No more regular season. The top 10 draft picks have been concluded. But, you know, it's the exciting part of the NFL, the playoffs. Yeah, it's a little bittersweet for me. Obviously, my Cowboys are outside looking in. But, you know, I'm excited for the the process of the offseason. And obviously, I'm excited for the playoffs because I love football still. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good playoff game. We got a lot of good matchups this week. You know, um, and we'll get into that a little later. But let's get into some news for this week. Let's talk about your, one of your favorite quarterbacks right now, Deshaun Watson, and his unhappiness with the Texans organization. What? How do you think he should be handling this with their, um, you know, their process of looking for a GM and a new head coach? He, I think he seems unhappy because he's not really involved in those conversations. Well, I mean, I have like one or two things to say. It's like um, one. I would just take a step back and be like, Deshaun, do you not realize that everything Houston's done has been in the benefit of you? So so far, so far. So be patient. You know, obviously they paid you as so, you know, the second highest paid quarterback. You know, they got rid of the guy slash GM who coach, fuck shit up, who, who just dest- destroyed house over there. Got rid of your best weapon. And, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to correct these things. So one, you need to just be patient and two, it. I, I honestly think it's a little bit blowing up, you know. Yeah. You know, it's the playoffs, so already stories are already getting smaller. So what few storylines they have, they magnify them. So I think this is a little bit of the media kind of just trying to stir things up to have a topic, have a headline. You know, obviously one of the more premier players, so obviously that'll sell. Yeah. Do you think he wants out of with the te- out of the Texans, or do you think he'll stay? I mean, I think he has no choice but to stay. He just recently signed a a contract. So, I mean, he's obligated to stay. And like I said, there's all these reasons why he should just be patient. I mean, if anything, he's kind of looking like a little spoiled brat if he continues to be mad. I mean, if you didn't want to stay, why'd you sign the contract? You saw all these things were in place. All these bricks were lined up at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, you know, what's the issue? Yeah, I think I think he should be patient because, like, Bill O'Brien's gone. He doesn't have to suffer through that anymore. You know, Bill O'Brien just went in there and fucked shit up for everybody. You know, got rid of the best, arguably the best wide receiver in the league for a, a for running nothing. back. Yeah, for nothing. Yeah, for basically. a running back that, you know, doesn't hold up. And also, you know, just making bad moves all around. So I think you should just, you know, be patient. They're going to get somebody and they're, I think they will help him. Even though they're not going to ha- they're not going to have the, the top three draft pick this year. I think they're going to try their best to do everything they can to get him some weapons, possibly. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll come. I mean, it shows that he doesn't necessarily need uh, top-tier weapons to, to be efficient. I mean, yes, his, num- I mean, his numbers, numbers show crazy. it. But, uh, yeah, just be patient because I feel like if, if we continue to hear this, it's it's going to seem a little snobby, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. Let's get into another topic. Josh Allen looking for a new contract. How do you think? You think he should be the highest paid quarterback in the league? I mean, one, that's just how it goes. Yeah. And two, this is why the Bills are trying to get it done now in his third year instead of waiting until the end of his contract. Trying to save some money. Yeah, exactly. You sign him early, you know, and then you look two years down the line when he continues to project the way he's going, which is up, you know, that contract will just be bigger. 
So, like, obviously I can see why the Bills are like, hey, let's lock him down now. Yeah. But I could see Josh Allen being like, hey, let's play it out a little bit. I mean, it all really depends on what how he's feeling because obviously a young quarterback just recently saw, you know, Dak Prescott bet on himself. And, you know, now the question's up whether or not he gets that big long-term deal. And I was going to go into that too. Like, do you think if Josh Allen gets this contract before Dak, is that going to affect Dak's contract too? Oh, yeah. I mean, all, all these markets are all intertwined with one another. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Deshaun Watson's affected Dak's contract. You know, every contract that comes up that's at the same position is going to affect, you know, the but next player's contract. But does Dak really, you know, deserve that contract? Yeah. Why okay. doesn't he? I was, just, I was trying to get your two take on it. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. But, you know, going back to what you said, I think Josh Allen's going to get that contract. Obviously, like I said, I see why the Bills want it. It'll be cheaper, and I could see why you know, maybe Josh Allen wants to wait a little bit, get a little bit more money. Yeah, and I think he's on pace to, you know, be a good quarterback in this league. But we'll see this um, this week and here in a few hours, actually, because we're recording this on Saturday and the Bills and the Colts are about to kick off here in a bit. But, you know, I, I think uh, Josh Allen has a lot of a lot of talent to succeed in this league in the future for sure. Do you think he'll be able to continue that success? If he gets that big contract, because then that means, you know, you don't all get that to, pressure. Yeah, well, all that pressure and you don't get to have the great acquisitions like, you know, Stefan Diggs, who already was on a big contract that they managed to get. Because guess what? They're not paying anybody right now. Yeah, I mean, but at Contracts the same time, they can also get up. those type of players in the draft and, you know, maybe come up with something, maybe some skill, some skill players. So, I mean, that they can get those weapons without giving up a big contract. We'll you know, see. maybe free agency. You know, there's there's always something like that. And I think Stefan Diggs wants to stick around, too. So he might even take a little pay cut whenever his contract is over. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we always talk about players taking pay cuts, but they yeah. rarely do. Yeah, that's true. And let's talk about the Cleveland Browns and how for the last three weeks, they've been having trouble containing the COVID virus. Right now, their head coach will be out this Sunday versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the special teams coach, Mike Prefere, will be substituting in. You think that's going to affect them all at all, this um, this match versus the Steelers? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, COVID's affected every team this year. I mean, and again, like you said, Cleveland's definitely one of the teams that suffered most. And yet it hasn't inhibited, prohibited them from, you know, making a strong run. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate in my mind because I'm like, man, this is bad timing. This is a Browns team that's, you know, honestly done a little bit of special things this year with their two-headed monster at the running back position. Baker Mayfield taking a step forward and, you know, managing this team and that defense playing stellar. Like, it's a little unfortunate. Of course it's going to hurt them. Do I think it'll be enough to keep them from winning this game? Honestly, I don't. I think that they're still a better team than the, the Steelers. The Steelers have... A lot of issues on offense, in my opinion. So you think this is a bigger blow than... Do you think this is a bigger blow than when they lost their wide receivers? Man, that's hard to say because literally you're talking about guys that are on the field versus guys that yeah. coach up guys on the field. Yeah, that's why I'm asking because, you know, like, what really matters more in this in this position? Like, losing your starting wide receivers or losing your main head coach? Like, the guy... That's controlling everything. You know what? I would have to say just losing your wide receiver. Yeah. Even as important as, a, you know, a your, coach. Head uh, your head coach is, like, not, not trying to take away anything that he's done, but he's no Bill Belichick. Yeah. And it doesn't take a genius to realize we got two good running backs. Let's just hand them the ball a lot and see what happens. 
So, again, losing your wide receivers, which basically is taking away a phase. What do you think about, like, time management for the coach? Like, do you think that's yeah. not a big factor? I mean, it is a big factor, but, again, it doesn't take a genius to realize, hey, when we run the ball, the clock keeps running. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, it's pretty easy to manage a game like that when you recognize what's going on around you. And it, again, doesn't take that much to, to just understand that concept. So I, I think with all that being said, I think that, you know, I don't think the head coach, not saying he's not a big issue, but in this particular instance, he's not, because, again, he's not Bill Belichick, where it's like, yeah. all right, with him, we clearly have a coaching advantage. Like, honestly, even with him, we would probably give the coaching advantage to Mike Tomlin, wouldn't we, in this matchup? In my mind, yeah, really. Oh, yeah, of course. Either yeah. way. Yeah, like yeah. that's what I'm saying. So, like, in my mind, I'm just thinking, all right, like, you know, it doesn't take a genius to realize you need to just run the ball. And even if the head coach was in the game, um, he's not giving you the advantage. It's not like losing Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin or one of these guru-type coaches. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think the wide receiver jo – losing Jarvis Landry and, and losing basically one aspect of your offense is worse than just like, oh, no, we don't have our ideal play caller. Yeah, but the, also the play calling, you know, that also makes a does a big impact whenever you're trying to scheme against this Steelers defense. You know, it's a top ten defense, so that's also something that you got to take into account whenever if you can't call those plays that are you know gonna take the Steelers defense off their feet, then it's gonna be pretty stale for the offense. Yeah, but I mean, again you got to recognize he's not one of those guys. He's not the head coach who's also the offensive coordinator, also the play caller. Like, they have their offensive coordinator. Yeah. They have their play caller. They have their defensive coordinator. They have their defensive coordinator or caller. So, um, you know. It's just management. It, yeah, exactly. Like, on, yeah, it's just managing. It's just, like, determining when to call a timeout, determining when to throw a challenge flag, determining when to bitch out your players. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really more to just question the coaches and what they're doing around you. Yeah. And again, if you're not one of those guys, like I keep saying, who's actually changing the game because he's actually the coordinator on the, on the side of the ball, it, it's you yeah, know, he's no Andy Reid. Yeah, you know? you know what I mean. Like, unfortunately, there's a ninety percent of the coaches fall in the middle where they're just a coach. Unless you're one of those guys who's literally like just doing it all, you know, you rarely have a coaching advantage in the NFL. That's why there's eight hundred teams all over or five hundred teams all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun to watch because. To be honest, this this is probably my favorite matchup of this playoff, because you know I want the I want the Browns to win as much as you know I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan, but you're coming around. I wouldn't say that. Oh, okay, I still think he's a decent player. I just don't think he's a great player right now. So I mean, but I still want the Browns to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, and uh, I want the Browns to. Make a run for the make playoffs? a run for the Super Bowl. Oh, for the Super Bowl. Yeah, so beat the Chiefs. That'd be fun to watch. You know, it's it's been I don't know how long since the Browns 2002 since they made the playoffs. So it's been a while. I just want to see them, you know, win a couple of games or even go to the Super Bowl. That'd be fun to watch. But let's move on to your team, Jerry, the Cowboys. Fire your defensive coordinator. Mike Nolan and Jim Thompson, their defensive line coach. How do you feel about this? I'm excited. Oh, you're excited? Yeah, I'm excited just because, I mean, this is just basic logic tells you you can't get worse than the worst NFL defense. You know what I mean? So you can only go up. And uh, I think that's where the Cowboys are going to go. I mean, Mike Tomlin, I mean, not Mike Tomlin, Mike Knowles, he shouldn't have been here. Yeah. He, he was hired because way back yonder when he was a head coach, 
he hired McCarthy as an, a coordinator. Yeah. Offensive coordinator. That's why. Mike M- McCarthy was just giving them, you know, he was just paying them back. Repaying them. Yeah, yeah, he was just paying them back. And it was a bad call. You know what I mean? So just bring in some young blood, somebody new, innovative, and just somebody who this defense will follow and I think will be great. I mean, who like was I that said, defensive coordinator you had last year? Uh, we had uh, Rob Malinelli. Was he any good? I mean, he was he was he was good in the sense that at least he played very disciplined football. Yeah. You know, like we weren't going to blitz a lot and uh, we were going to play a lot of cover too. We just didn't get a lot of turnovers. So so what do you think who do you think you're going to be chasing for this year for a defensive coordinator? Well, really it depends on who's available and what what you know what their intrigues are. Like do they want somebody who wants to switch up the scheme? I guess it also depends on their personnel. So there's a lot of things that you know you got to take into coordinate uh to like in consideration. And uh I think they first need to figure out who's going to be on this roster next year because you don't want to bring in a coach who, let's say, for instance, is a 4-3 coach, but yet our personnel is for a 3-4 defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So something as simple as that, I think they need to first establish. That's what, that's what y'all should be running. We're at 3-4 defense, right? Honestly. Well, that, that's what y'all, y'all are more built for. No, that's what we're running right now currently is a 3-4, but we're more built to run the 4-3. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, you know, D-Law has been a lot of times been playing with us standing up when usually he was – yeah, putting he was his on, hand in on the, the dirt. Hand, yeah. yeah, so uh, I think I think whatever the defensive scheme, whatever whoever they decide to keep, because in my in my opinion, they're probably going to cut a lot of players on defense because a lot of these guys, they're just not good. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. They're just not good. They're they're probably not going to play next year for the Cowboys, and I'd be very surprised if there's many starters on this team right now that are playing for other teams next year. So. Uh, once we figure out clean house, maybe after the draft. Well, obviously not after the draft, but once we yeah, hopefully before the yeah, draft. no, it'll be, it'll definitely be before the draft because he's going to be involved in the draft process, yeah. you know, picking his guys or whatever or not. But it's just more like once they've you know decided to make whatever cuts, then they'll you know they'll pick a guy or once that yeah again like I said they'll just look at the roster, see what it's best for, and then they'll choose accordingly. Yeah, I think yeah. You do you think they're gonna need, um. To fire McCarthy depends on after this year, but I think this you're gonna is, give him more year. Yeah, I mean you have to give him a year. I mean that's just in my opinion, it's fair. I felt like all coaches. What Dak Prescott? Well, one he needs Dak Prescott, and two I think it's just be better for all teams. I mean like there, there's not gonna be another off season like we had last year. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like even with if COVID and yeah, everything. Yeah, like even if we do, I mean obviously we're still gonna be dealing with COVID going this coming off season. Well, probably. you know they're coming out with the vaccines now, so yeah, but we don't know what that entails. You know yeah. what I mean? So we like, don't know yet. W- with that being said, is like I would imagine the NFL is expecting the worst and hoping for the best, and I'm expecting with these protocols, just like the coaches. You know, they're just going to have a better way of communicating, teaching, educating players, et cetera. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, obviously, again, not just McCarthy, not Mike Nolan, not not just, you know, Cowboy coaching staffs. I would imagine all coaching staffs struggle with that, even the ones that are being successful right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, somebody's going to be successful in this league, obviously, because, you know, teams are winning and losing. So I just feel like there's a learning curve for the entire league. And I think, you know, this coming year will be a better – indicator of how good Mike Nolan or not Mike Nolan uh, Mike McCarthy, McCarthy really is because of the fact that you know there should things already be in line he should know how his schedule should be and he should know how he's going to be able to communicate with his team and if he's not able to do that another team another, another year, year then then that's that's the problem and a you problem think he's going to need a winning season next year 
I think he needs more than a winning season. I think he needs a playoff berth and possibly a playoff win. Because that's essentially why we got rid of Jason Garrett. Because he can get to the playoffs, but he can't win a playoff game. Yeah, exactly. We couldn't get past the divisional round. Yeah. We're trying to get past the divisional round. That's why, in my but you mind... Do you think one year was, will get him there, though? Like, I think that's a process. You can't just do that overnight so most of the time. You know, it's, it's a process. You can't expect a playoff win. I mean, a playoff berth... I would understand that, but a playoff win, that's a little harder. And I, to, to, to like, cut a, a, a coach for that, I think that's a little premature. But I don't. I, I think because in my in my mind, if you look at last year, again, not this year, you look at last year, the Cowboys were 8-8. Eight and eight. Well, three of those losses were because of missed field goals. You know, you don't count those. You're, you're, you know, now you're 11-5. And, and you're in the playoffs. Well, this year... You know, things completely melt down. Yeah. And you're showing injuries. And everything, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I mean, I feel like it is fair because this team was already a, a playoff caliber team. All it needed was some tweaks. We bring in your guys and not only do we get worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, I, I give the benefit of the doubt. Like I said, even the successful teams were having struggles coaching their teams. I would imagine everybody struggled this year, even the successful ones. And I'll give that benefit of the doubt, but next year I'm expecting another jump because we all know this Cowboy offense is top tier. If this defense is just middle of the pack and with this terrible division, there's no reason why you shouldn't make the playoffs next year. And with the prolific weapons we have, and if Dak Prescott is able to be the guy that we last saw he was, there's no reason why you shouldn't have a chance to win a playoff game. Yeah. That's why with all those standards in play, I feel like his standards should be really high, and it can happen in one year. Ask Miami. You know what I mean? They literally sold house all last year. They intentionally got rid of all their good players, not a single player. They got rid of any player that had a value. They got as much assets this year. They're, what, 10 and 6? Missed the playoffs? Yep. Just outside the playoffs? It's easy. It happens. I mean, it's not easy, but it happens. Yeah. And it can happen just quickly, just that quickly. And I think it can, especially since the Cowboys have a top 10 pick. And if we're lucky, maybe there'll be a quarterback. You can trade down, get more assets for this year and next year. And within two years, you can get 10 to 12 guys. And if you're lucky, eight of them could be starters. And that can literally change a franchise just oh, yeah. like that. No, that, that's very understandable. But it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting year for your coaching next year. And it'll be fun to watch. But let's move on to our to my team, the Broncos. You know, John Elway, he got what you wanted. He's not GM no more. You know, he got a promotion. So that's just a fancy way of getting him out. <laughs> they don't want to fire the great John Elway who brought them a Super Bowl as a player. No, because he's going to he's going to be president, um, president of operations. He's going to yeah. take Joe Ellis's spot. Yeah. And that's a fancy title for nothing. What do you mean? They have to go through him for everything. Yeah. That's just a fancy title. They don't want they essentially, yeah. Again, same thing. They don't want John Elway making decisions, but they'll let him say okay. He's still making the decision. No, he just says okay. He's, he, no, he's ex yeah, he's accepting them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just says okay. But if he doesn't want to accept it, he'd be like, nah. Yeah, you're not it's, doing it's, that. but it's more like for the money aspect, not for like the reason why they're given that position is because when they don't want to fire the great John Elway, who's a Super Bowl winner for Denver as a player and as a GM that looked bad as a franchise, they were like, no, we'll keep him in bounce. We'll give him this, this glorified really demotion. We'll give him a pay raise. And he's just going to say, okay. No, Jerry. Yes. He's, he's uh, getting a raise. You know, he's, 
Nah, I, I like the move because he's out at the GM position. No, not I because like that. of that. No, I like that. I, I actually don't, but because he he has done a lot of good for this organization. The only thing he was bad at, and I've told you this plenty of times, is getting a quarterback. That's his worst thing. He cannot get a quarterback, even if it for to save his life, he cannot get a quarterback. So I think getting a new GM and um. Just a change of scenery for the organization. And I think they need that right now because, you know, the last five years, they have not been in the playoffs. So, I think they needed this change. Yes, John Elway, you know, he hasn't done nothing for the last five years as far as going to the playoffs. And he hasn't been able to get a quarterback. But I think if we get a quarterback, if this GM can get a quarterback for us, or even develop Drew Locke, this team is a playoff team next year. So, you know, that that's what I'm excited for. Just a change of scenery, and I think that we needed that. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Y'all do need a change of scenery. The only thing I don't agree is I just don't hold John Elway as high regard as you do. And it's just mainly because I feel like too often times y'all's best players are guys y'all have picked off a practice squad from other teams and or undrafted players, which – Finding undrafted players that are pro bowlers is a double-edged sword. It's good because, one, obviously you found a player for nothing. When money, too. Yeah, well, money. But, two, it's, one, what are y'all doing for with y'all's other picks that are actual investments? And then, two, when y'all sign these undrafted players, typically an undrafted player is only signed for two years. That's why y'all have, like, Philip Lindsay, for instance. Y'all had him for two to three years. He, had, he did great for two years. And then y'all stopped utilizing him, brought in another guy didn't use him, and now you no longer retain his rights. And now he's going to go get paid either with y'all or somebody else. And that's bad management, in my opinion. But is that bad management? Because, I mean, you still got Melvin Gordon. Yeah, because you had to give up for Melvin Gordon. You see what I mean? Like, you're using but what your you, capital. You, yeah, you used capital. capital. Yes, that, I understand. But you're still, you're, you, were still, you would still have to pay Philip Lindsay either way. Exactly, but you so be, either you pay paying, Melvin Gordon or you pay Philip Lindsay. I think that's the way they were looking at it. Right, but that's bad assets because again, assets is capital and money, draft picks and roster spots, and the yes. fact that you're having to waste, you're having to waste your money twice because you're having to draft or you're, you're get, signing Melvin Gordon from free agents, and you're also signing Philip Lindsay. They're not going to sign Philip Lindsay. Well, no, but I'm saying when y'all did. And yeah. then on top of that, those are not long-term deals. So these are players that you're wasting money on that you no longer retain the rights for after two years. And then within those two years— But that's what years, you want for a running back, though. I mean, you do for running back, but you don't want that for, like, let's say, a wide receiver or a Well, for a wide receiver, yeah, it's different, or, but he's not or, making those type of moves for wide receivers. He did that move for a running back because I believe he didn't think— Philip Lindsay was gonna last. Right, but I'm also thinking of like when y'all like a lot of y'all defensive players too, or guys that y'all picked up off of practice squad guys that again they they show flashes. This is why your team is always needing turnover on players because y'all get y'all are able to inquire these players, but y'all are, y'all are only able to inquire them for one to two years. And then they show up, end up being pro bowlers, and then y'all have to but give up how, more how, money. But how is that bad GMing whenever you're getting them for Little to nothing, and then yeah, maybe after two years you're gonna have to pay them if you want to, but then again you can go and get more quality players to replace them because, the same way. Because one, y'all haven't been getting the quality players. We've been getting quality players every year. Like who? Like, like Shelby Harris. Like, Shelby Harris. We picked out the practice squad, and we we only played him for one year. 
And this and, year, and, and he needs a con- that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, he, he needs, needs a contract. contract. Okay, that's he what needs, I'm saying. Yeah, that's he needs I'm a contract. But we're not gonna be paying Von Miller, in my opinion. We're not gonna pay Von Miller. That's why we're gonna put our. That's why we only gave him a one year contract this year to see if he's worth it, and he is worth it. Right, but see, that's why I think it's bad management because it lets me know one, y'all's drafted players aren't showing out, and then two, if y'all would have drafted him because y'all trust the process and y'all scouting, y'all would have these players' rights from four to five years on low deals. But instead, We've y'all been, are selling like, for low though? deals. But like on like, who? Well, anybody, like I said, anybody that you're taking. Because Marcus practice Walker, school. we've been having him for four years, and he's he's at the uh, at the end of his contract this year, um, and he's been a uh, uh, the last two years he's been pretty good on the on the line. We've been having you know God says he 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 finished his contract with us, he and he finished his last two years with us. So it's like on the defensive side, I don't I don't see where he's made basically any mistakes because we've been a top 15 defense pretty much every year, top 10 defense, top five defense. And we didn't really have to spend more, a lot of money other than Von Miller. Von Miller was our biggest, you know, cash grab. Other than that, there's, we have not spent money. Justin Simmons will be the next one because we have to pay them because he's a top tier position player. That's it. Like we have not spent, been blowing money on our defense like crazy. Right. I don't say spending money determines whether or not you're a good player. I think drafting pro bowlers determines whether or not you're a good GM. That doesn't mean that you cannot have a single pro bowler on your team and then have a great top 10 defense. You can, but I don't give that credit to the GM. I give that credit to the defensive coordinator, which is more along the lines is what I'm talking about. And I feel like that's what you're discussing. You're saying, well, we've had a top 10 defense, but I'm like, I feel like that's in spite of John Elway, not because it's of not, John Elway. Uh, no, well, he had like, a big factor. You, he, you, you had to get those players. The defensive coordinator, guess who hired the defensive coordinator? He did. So that's where I'm coming from. Like you're, you're, you're going off of just his just work. Draft picks. His, yeah, his work. Draft that's picks. his work. But you also got a, a GM. He has to handle coaching. He has to handle what players they sign he has to handle he, all that he just handles personnel which is coaching and players which is yes. hiring a good defensive coordinator is one good thing but i feel like if you ask majority of franchises which would you rather have a good coordinator or have good players come through your organization on a daily most organizations would say i would prefer having hall of fame talent run through my organization than having a Really great defensive coordinator. But how many organizations have Hall of Fame talent coming in and out all day? You're, you're, Ask you the won't. Steelers. Ask the Steelers, bro. Okay, Every year. But there's very few teams like that I, do that. I feel like there's a lot of teams that in this league that actually clearly show that they have a, a knack for drafting certain positions. Like, I feel like the Steelers always know how to draft wide receivers because every single year they're drafting second, third, fourth round guys that are pro bowlers. You know what I mean? I feel like the Cowboys have a knack for drafting offensive linemen. We've drafted three to four of them, and every single one of them are all pros. It's not like we're just hoping he's an all pro. They are all pros. Okay, but where where has that gotten y'all? That, that's also a big thing. Like, even with the moves that John Elway has made, he has been to the Super Bowl twice. Yeah, he has won was- the Super Bowl. Even if it's behind Payne Manning, he made that move to get him. And that was in that, and to me in my in his defense that is his only successful accomplishment. Okay, is, name name other GMs that have done more than him in the last ten years, uh, other than just the basic you know Patriots. You know, well just, you can't tell me to name well, them and then you well, say I'm, well, well don't saying, name I'm the not, ones that I'm not do saying, it though. But there's not many. 
There's not many. There's not a lot of the them. The Seahawks. Okay, Seahawks. The Steelers. Okay. You got, uh, what do you call it, Um, uh, the Chiefs now. Okay, yep. And then you got, uh, let me think, uh, you got the Packers, same GM. Mm-hmm. I, I would say now, today. Today, yeah, yes. Yeah, but they've gone to the playoffs in two different But they times. haven't done nothing since 2011. It's like. Well, you can have that same argument with Drew Brees. I mean, sometimes Drew Brees went from, what, 2000, like, Eight or nine, yeah, same to like two thousand thirteen. He went like on a four-year run where he didn't yeah. make the playoffs, and like within the last four years, he's been to the NFC Championship. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, he, there's multiple things that come yeah. into effect. But out of the thirty-two teams, there's not a lot of teams, right? But again, I'm not six. I'm not judging his win because I think you can be a phenomenal GM and not have a Super Bowl because he's not playing the games, he's not coaching the games, and he's not the player throwing the throws. His job as a GM is to put talent on the field. And he does put talent, even if it's in free agency. He, he gets the talent to succeed. Right. But the I only like- thing that I knock him for is because he can never get a quarterback to push him over that hump. Well, that's, I mean, I, that's I, the only reason. Well, to me, time, like the the uh, the the amount of time they have the rights for that player is to me just as important as just getting them on. Like if you're able to get him for one year, cool. But like it'd be much better if we were able to have this player for five. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if I have a GM who got the same player your GM got, but you got him for one year and I got him but for see, five. But that, see, that, that's how you that's how you run over your cap because if you have all these players for five years, you run you're paying all these players, and instead of like spreading I'm not, pay, I'm not saying pay every player, but I'm also but that, saying, that is what you're saying though. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying because you, you don't not every player is a Hall of Famer, not every player is a Pro Bowl. I know that, but you're saying but you have I'm to saying, get more of those players. But whenever you can get a player for two, three years and they they're at their prime, why not do that? Like that, I think that's the better way to handle it, and you know you get those draft picks that 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 can fill in. I don't think so because usually those draft picks you're talking about that have to fill in take to two three years to develop into all right you're a six you're a passing starting caliber player at your respective position while we have this pro bowler who's making the plays. Oh wait, cool. By the time you're passing now, this dude's walking out the door. And that that's actually what they've been doing. And that's why it's gotten you like you said, that and on top of the quarterback position, no stability at any position. We have the stability in every at, position. At Von Miller except, position. Except quarterback. That's the only position we have stability in. We every, we whenever our cornerbacks are out, we get in other cornerbacks. We're top passing defense. That's been that's been for the last since since Elway came in. We've been a past right, but again, defense. I give that more rushing to, defense. I give that credit to the coordinator, not Elway. But he has to get the players, Jerry. Like you can't just knock the defensive coordinator can only do so much with certain players. Okay, I'm, I agree, but look, look. Do you not agree that like let's say for instance, you have your entire defense, you have a top ten defense, but you don't have a single Pro Bowler. You're telling me if you had a GM who was able to get you at least two more Pro Bowlers with this coordinator, that wouldn't be better. Of course, but he. So then that's but my, he has that's, that. But that's he my has point. two pro bowlers in this team that he I'm not, drafted. I'm not, not just saying two, but I feel like he doesn't have consist. I don't feel like he consistently puts players on your team that helps your team. That's my opinion. Now maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there's so many yeah, times. I think you're wrong on that. I don't think so because there's a reason why y'all don't have a lot of pro bowlers. There's a reason why y'all don't retain a lot of y'all's players because they're not good. Y'all draft them. Y'all realize they're not good, and then y'all cut them. And then the players, like I said, it, it's but it's a double edged sword. I, I know, but it's a double edged sword because you're wasting investments, you're wasting your capital to get these players. But our you capital, dra- you draft yeah, yeah, all these players. Capital, the capital with the Cowboys, okay, yeah. They, I'm they, not talking about just cap. But you're, you're talking about cap too, though. I know, but I'm not talking just about talking cap, about cap. And then you're talking about 
your team, right? Right. And what our cap is lower than y'all's cap, and our team is better than y'all's team when it comes to all around defense and offense. Mm. Y'all have better offensive players. We have we have good offensive players, and we have a better defense. No, what what our what our team shows is that all our money, all our capital, is in offense. And it shows. Yeah. It shows know, when it our off, when our offense is is all there. We're a top three offense, and that's and our and, and our capital is mostly on defense, and then some up more. On, it's it's I mostly see, balanced. I, I feel like most of y'all's capital has been in the last recent year, and it's on skill positions. Y'all wasted a lot of inv- investments in running backs. Y'all wasted a lot of investments in wide receivers. Y'all running backs, we're in, not paying a lot of money on running backs. We're playing one player running uh, we're not paying zeke money to melvin gordon right that's a bad that's a bad move by the gm right there sign who signing zeke no i totally agree oh, okay. i'm not saying that oh, like, i'm not melvin saying gordon again like i said there's multiple factors one yeah. thing doesn't make you terrible i feel like there's a compilation of things that i would like if i ranked all of the things that are in, required to be a good gm i feel like john elway is a c on every single one versus i feel like the cowboys are like a on certain things, B on certain things, and then they'll have an F on certain things, which the only F I feel the Cowboys have is re-signing players, which re-signing Jalen Smith Because I is, can't re-sign players. Y'all don't have the capital to do it. No, we do. What are you talking about? We we keep doing it. We, we just signed Amari Cooper to the most lucrative wide receiver yeah, contract. Yeah, but see, I think that's a bad we're move, about, too. We're about, to sign, we're about to sign Dak Prescott. See, probably yeah, I just signed most, Zeke and... And Amari Cooper, and that's a terrible sign. Those are two terrible signings because I don't think they're that. That's why I drafted two other wide receivers. I'm gonna have to pay them in a couple years too. Well, we're not gonna pay him, Michael Gallup. Uh, damn. Well, yeah, see, that's to just, me, like to me, see, that's, that's just losing. That's just losing another skilled player, though. I don't see, but that's good because not only do you like we have Amari Cooper, who's a Pro Bowler, who's had now three consecutive thousand yard seasons with the Cowboys, mm-hmm. three consecutive. And we got CeeDee Lamb, who probably would have had a 1,000 if Dak was playing the entire time. He was 70 yards short of that. And we got Michael Gallup, who we know can put up a 1,000 yards. Like, to me, the way I see it is we got a carousel. And once Michael Gallup's gone, well, guess what? We're probably going to draft another one, keeping the flow for long-term time. See, that's what I think the difference is. But see, that hasn't done anything for y'all. If that's your only argument, that's not a good one because again, I said it, this is how I'm determining it. I yeah. don't. I'm not just saying since we've won the Super Bowl, that's good GMing. Because again, I feel no. like there's phenomenal GMs out there that don't have a single Super Bowl, that are just putting out phenomenal talent on the field. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Putting phenomenal talent. You keep going back. Well, it hasn't done much for y'all. Yeah, but, but he guess has what? We been have- putting players on the field. This is where you're you're getting messed up because he has. Good players on the field. He doesn't have to have all all star players. I'm you just saying- need to have a good team all around, and that's how you succeed in the league. The only reason he hasn't been able to get over that hump right now is because of the quarterback position, Jerry, and you know it well. Well, if they had a good quarterback, they would be in the playoffs right now. Right, but again, I also just don't see good players on the team. Like I see, see like- you don't see it. I do. I don't see. I many. see it. Well, the NFL doesn't see it either. Well, because then the quarterback position really holds that back. That's why well, no, there's a but, reason but you the can, quarterback you can, position is the most important position but you can in the be league. A, you can still be a pro bowler on a losing team, bro. Pro okay, bowl, there's uh, two pro, pro bowlers pro, on that defense. Pro, pro, pro bowler is a personal, individual accolade okay. that has nothing to do okay. with team success. So when you're drafting... What do you mean it doesn't have nothing to do with team success? There, there's a reason they're pro bowlers, because they made their team better. No. 
Yes. No. Justin Simmons made that defense better. Bradley Chubb made that defense better. Yeah, but that's not what a Pro Bowl means. Pro Bowls are personal accolades. Like, for instance. Yes, I understand that. See, Cooper could go to the Pro Bowl for having 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns mm-hmm. if, he, if they wanted to do that. They're not going to because he's also not in the winning team. But but if he had 1,500 yards or 16 solo on a losing team, damn well they're going to put him on, on a Pro Bowl, which has nothing to do with success. So a lot of times, though, your argument is they usually come hand in hand. Usually. Yeah. But it's not always the case. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at the t- as a whole, not just me, my bias. The national NFL doesn't feel like, one, that he's putting out talent because not – very often do the Broncos have very many pro bowlers from year to year. But on, see, on just going team. off pro bowlers, like go off the actual play of the team. That's what I'm going off. I'm not going just off of pro bowlers. Okay, fine. You can have 10 pro bowlers and not make the playoffs. Like, because that's not, that's this but is see, determine th- your, this is what I'm talking about. You, whatever positions you put on your team, the players you put on those positions, they have to succeed. He does that. On a regular basis, all but around. He's ex- not the coach, so I don't Doesn't give him that credit. But he puts those players in that position. Oh, my gosh, AD. So, so you're telling me you having whatever Jake Leg defensive end you have opposite of Bradley Chubb is better than having, I don't know, drafting Chase Young, bro? I, again, I know that's an exaggeration because you'd have to have the top yeah, two picks. exactly. But what I'm saying is getting talented players – Pro Bowl caliber players is not better than no, just like, oh, I man, do. But, but look, we're top 10 defense and we have a, a winning season. It's like, yeah, but in my opinion, like I said, that's in spite of John Elway. Look, you're, you're, you're going, your only argument on this is that he doesn't draft high caliber Pro Bowl players every year. Yeah. That, that's, what, that's what your argument is. That's and what a GM supposed to and do. And my argument is that you put a team together to, to be a good team. And that's what he does. He puts coaching in place. He puts players in place to be a good team. I don't think so because he hasn't done that since Peyton Manning left. (laughs) You know why? Because of the quarterback position. So you can't say say that. Okay, and what have I been telling you? The quarterback position is the only thing he lacks in because he cannot find a fucking quarterback. Well, guess what? Out of being a GM and all the things I said you can criticize and critique, Finding that quarterback is 90% of the job, even after free agency, all that stuff. So if yes. you can't do 90% of the job, that's not 90% after, of the job, but no, no that's, but the, that's 50. No, I would say it's 50% of the job because you have to find that, a good quarterback. That important. That's yeah, what I'm I know. Saying. And I understand that's that. That's what I'm saying. And that's why, and that's so why, that that's bad. why I'm changing the scenery. No, he's not bad because he's won a Super Bowl. So you can't say that's bad. Oh my gosh. I guess, I guess you don't believe people can win things in spite of other people. Like, you know, when Baltimore won them a Super Bowl with but Joe But according Flacco, to you, according to you, you would have, since y'all been drafted so great, y'all should have a Super Bowl, or at least go to the Super Bowl by now. In the last 20 years, they haven't done that. Because you also, I don't blame that on, on my GM. I blame that on Jason Garrett. You blame that on Jason Garrett. You don't blame that on Jerry Jones. No, he's not coaching. So you don't blame, you don't, on the last 20 years, you don't blame anything on Jerry Jones. Maybe signing bad players. My God. What would I blame Jerry Jones on? On everything. Controlling like the, like managing the organization, which is his GM. That's what he's supposed to do. What, yeah, like but a, he doesn't do that right. What, what does he not coaches, do right? Sticking, sticking with Jason Garrett for all those years, you know that was a bad move too. Right. And even with McCarthy, now I even think that's a bad move. Like, that's GM. That's GMing. 
Yeah, he but sucks. that's one. That's one. He at, sucks at getting the personnel around him to, for your play for your team. He, to he's, he's bad at hiring coaches. That's still part of GM. That's fifty percent of the. That's fifty percent of your th- team. I don't think that's fifty percent of the team. Oh well, yeah, it is because the, the no. There's fifty. There's fifty-three. P- there's fifty-three players. Coaches. For you only you a- see you saying that Jerry Jones isn't a bad GM. That's terrible because he is. He needs to hire somebody else to take control of that team. If if y'all did that, maybe y'all had some success. No, inquiring players. I don't. I don't know how Cowboys, the Cowboys fans will feel about that because I they, think they agree with that. They, no, they don't. Everyone knows the Cowboys inquire players. That's what makes everyone so mad because they see all the talent on the team. They mm-hmm. see the all pros on offense. And they still see, can't do nothing because that's what they get mad at. They don't get mad at. Oh man, I, why does Jerry Jones draft Tim Couch? You know why does he draft Henry Ruggs? No. He hit he every time he's drafting players, they're home runs. Like you can literally look since 2010, there's probably two players in the first round that shouldn't have been drafted. Every single one of them has either been a pro bowl. And what had that resulted in? Nothing. It has nothing to do with him. But I'm that's not what you're talking saying. I'm not again, you keep going back to just success of the team. I'm talking about inquiring players on the field. That's it. That's but what a GM that also, does. And also success. That also has something to do with GMing. No, it, it doesn't. Does. So, okay, so again, like I said, I go back to you. Because you need the personnel. I guess, I guess you you don't need think, the personnel. So, then, so there's no such thing. In your mind, there's no such thing as a successful, good GM that's never won a Super Bowl. Well, it's kind of hard. kind of hard to say that he's not successful when he's won a Super Bowl. So, yeah, actually. So, okay, so there's, okay. Okay, that's good to know. Now I know my audience. I didn't know that you didn't think you could be a good GM and not have a Super Bowl. I believe you can because I believe GM what, what is, is what is what is your goal whenever you're a GM to put talent on the field and to win a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, but you don't control the winning <laughs> that, aspect that, that, of winning the Super the, Bowl. When, when it comes to the NFL, it's, a, it's like a team like, dude, like my job as a GM is to put talent on the field. Once the talent's on the field, I hope the coaching staff around but, but you them, put the coaching staff around them, around them wins. Yeah, and if you don't put the coaching staff around, that's good enough. Like you said, like G, that John Elway, he puts the coaching staff, the good coaching staff, he puts good players, and they make something out of it. How can you, again, like your argument is, is so contradicting because you're going to say your coaching staff's good, but they're not the same coaching staff that won a Super Bowl. So in theory, your coaching staff is in the same position ours is. No and success except that y'all are top 10. No, no, because you know where our success lacks? It's the quarterback position. Just co- success lacks from the coaching positions. And unfortunate events like them not And what's more the important? Well, winning. The, the quarterback or coaching? Quarterback. Exactly. That's why we can't succeed because we don't have a quarterback. Y'all have a quarterback. And y'all can't succeed either way. Y'all been having a quarterback since what? Romo? Y'all haven't done nothing? Even with all the players y'all been drafting, like that's this is where you're, this is where you're wrong because you have to have coaching, you have to have players, and more importantly, you have to have a quarterback. And we have that. And not John every, Elway, not John Elway does everything good, except the quarterback position. And yes, I, don't th- I agree. I, I can't say that you're good. You know what? I know this sounds crazy, but I think a team that is 500 for 10 to 12 years is more successful than a team that is below 500. Nine years out of that, it happens to win and go to the playoffs and win. Like I don't think Philadelphia is good. A good run organized 
team, even though they won the Super Bowl, because look at them now. To me, they got lucky. They caught lightning in a bottle, and that's what <laughs> happens. A lot, of, a lot of teams know this. A lot of teams know this. You caught lightning in a bottle, and that's what I feel like it is. I feel like the Cowboys are a good run team because they've never been the Browns terrible. Yeah. And they've never, you know, and then they've had flashes of being, oh, no, look, the Cowboys are the first NFC team, got the first round by. So, like, that's a better run team because you're putting, you have stability, you're never low and you're never high, and you're putting players on the field on a daily basis for the past decade. Like, but no success from that. And that's. Like this is where we're gonna differ in. Yeah, and again, like you said, uh, like I said, I figured it out as soon as you told me there's no such thing as a successful GM who hasn't won a Super Bowl. I'm like, okay, I know who I'm talking to now, because I believe yeah. you can be a successful GM and win the Super Bowl. Newsflash: Jerry Jones got three of them, and you know, but so with who? It it doesn't matter. With good coaching that he hired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you know what I mean. But so then, like your but argument then, doesn't, but then doesn't. He, he let him go because of spite. Like that's bad GMing. And then he brought in another guy. And, and then since won the then, Super Bowl. Since then. Jimmy Johnson only won two. You know we okay. won three, right? Okay, but since then, what have y'all done? 20 years, Jerry. Fans are set, fans are fed up. Bro, Cowboys fans are fed up. I'm aware. I but talk to them all the time. I'm aware, but Cowboy fans are also super, super, like, spoiled. They don't realize. They've never been Buffalo fans. They've never been Washington Redskins fans. They've never been Brown fans. They've never been Jet fans. Where literally every season is like this year. Except guess what? Probably two times more wins. Because usually those seasons are like thirteen and three. Or no, sorry, three and thirteen, two and fourteen, four and twelve. Every year. Okay. We're spoiled. Okay, but no playoff appearances. Not not very many playoff appearances. See, we've been to the playoffs half at least half with John Elway half half his career. And then even before John Elway, we were in the playoffs pretty much every other year. So it's like John Elway, his only problem, I hate him for it, is the quarterback position. Because if he could just figure that out, we would be in the playoffs every year. All right. Well, I guess we'll agree to disagree yeah. because I think he's terrible. And I guess you only that's find, crazy. I think you only find success if they've won a Super Bowl. So I guess that's why you see, think John you, you, so he's good. won a Super Bowl, but you don't think he's, he's, he's successful. That's, no, because 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 it came all in one. Like it was lightning. He caught lightning in a bottle. OK, he and did it. And kudos to that. And he kudos, did it. <laughs> kudos to that. But since then, he has not done anything, in my opinion, to benefit your team. And this is me just talking strictly as a cow, not a cowboy fan, as a football fan. Like just like because I love looking at teams. Like I said, that's why I'm so intrigued with Miami and I love what they're doing. The idea of building a team is so intriguing to me. And the way the Broncos have been doing, I'm just like, man, they wasted some picks this year. Man. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, like, I just that's always capital the thing being with wasted teams, though, but And I'm not saying that expect with y'all doing that, y'all haven't acquired that. players. You know, y'all have. But I'm like, gets, dang, y'all could have inquired it this way and saved this money agency. here. Or y'all could have acquired it here and saved this draft pick there. Players. That's what I'm and, talking about. Yeah, every once in a while he does get Pro Bowl players. Yeah, that's why I said. But he I, has a successful all-around team except the quarterback position. That's my only thing. That's that's all I'm saying. Fair. So, no, but, you know, we got a little into that. But it was it was a little great debate right there. Let's move on to our games for the playoffs. Saturday night games or Saturday games. First game up, Colts at the Bills. Currently on now, isn't it? It is. On right now as we speak. Just started. Who you got for this game? 
Colts and Bills? Yes. Gonna have to go with the Bills. Yeah, I, my, you don't like you don't like Philip Rivers. I mean, you, I do you don't like, want him to get a Super Bowl. No, not that I don't want him to. I just don't see a path for him to do so. You know, I mean, maybe if it shook out a little different, maybe he could. But I don't see a path for him to do so. I think the Bills are too explosive. Mainly Josh. They, they've Allen. been on fire the last few weeks. Who? The Bills. Yeah, and. I just don't see them being able to keep pace. I mean, Phillip Rivers is a gunslinger. They do have a running attack. They do have a solid defense. You know what? I'm actually psyching myself up for this game. Oh. It's a little closer than I thought. I'm not going to switch, uh, you know, my opinion. But uh, I still think the Bills are winning. But you know what? It might be a little closer than we think. Phillip Rivers, he's pretty fun. Okay, so w- what's your score on this? I will go. I'm going to go 30-28 Bills. 30-28 Bills, okay. Score looks a little closer than what it was, but it, it's still going to be fun. Okay, okay. I'm going to go with the Bills also because I, I like Josh Allen, man. I, I like what he's doing right now, and I like how he's flinging the ball around, especially to Stephon Diggs. And they were they were having actually uh, some worry that Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley were going to be out this week, but they suited up this week, and they'll be ready to play. And I have this game going 27-24, a close matchup for the Bills. Fun fact, Cole Beasley got one vote for All-Pro. Hey, he's one of, he's one of the best slot wide receivers in the league, funny if not me- the best. Funny you mentioned that. One of the voters thought you had to vote for a slot receiver, and that's why he got that one vote. Oh, my God. Hey, By, by default. Hey, hey. <laughs> he deserved that. I, either way, he still deserved it. Uh, funny. I just hey, wanted to throw that in there. But he's still cowboy fan. He's one of the best slot receivers. They just Cowboys fans messed hey, up. He's on shifty. That yeah. I wouldn't say they messed up, but I mean shifty. Nah, he didn't mess up. They didn't mess up, but shifty. They, they replaced him pretty yeah, well. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game. Rams at the Seahawks. I uh, I don't see. To me, I don't see how the Rams will win this game. They've been struggling heavily the last few weeks, and um, Josh. I mean, um. Jared Goff, you know, he's still injured from his thumb. So I think that's going to play a big toll on him, and I think the Seahawks will come out with the win, even with their bad defense. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see uh, Ramsey versus Metcalf. Yeah. You know, number two. Ramsey got the best of him last time. Yeah, he did. He did. And uh, I think it'll be the same. You yeah. know, I think Ramsey's really good. You know, Metcalf's, you know, still, still a little green. So uh, I, I think th- it'll I th- be a tough one. Yeah, I think I think he'll still get a respectable 60, 70 yards, but we're not going to see no 122 touchdown type. I got I got Metcalf for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, okay, so we got different. He's just going to blow him up. You think so? Just burn him up all day. I think Jalen, as soon as he gets off the line, just going to slap him in the face. (laughs) Just slap him right in the head. Boom. And then and then uh, Metcalf's going to go ahead and stiff arm into the ground, bro. So that's, 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 just using the spectacular muscles. Just, that doesn't happen, dude. This is this is what's gonna happen, bro. It's gonna be a fun matchup to watch. Fun little back and forth for these wide receiver and cornerback. Nah, but with that being said, I think uh, I'm predicting Tyler Lockett to have a pretty big game, and uh, yeah, I see the Seahawks winning this one. Russell Wilson knows how to turn it on during the playoffs, so uh, I think it'll be a fun one. Not too close. I think this one will be a uh, 28-17. Yeah, I don't see how the Seahawks would be. I mean, the Rams would be scoring too much on this with Jared Goff's injury. So, yeah, I'm going to have it 27-21 uh, on this one. Now let's go on to the last game of Saturday. Bucks at the football team. Football team home field advantage. 
Alex Smith, comeback player of the year. Terrible. Going against Tom Brady, the ageless wonder. Who you got? Well, I'm just going to say the Bucks. I mean, this is a pretty easy game, pretty Why, game. Jerry? Go kinda... for the underdog. I mean, I would if the underdog was, like, respectable or, like, Alex even Smith good. is respectable. I mean, he's respectable as a man, but <laughs> as a, like, as a, as a you know, franchise quarterback now, a day, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry you almost lost your leg. I'm sorry you almost died or whatnot. But no. You're not good enough. You're not going to win this game. We all know it. It's a cute story. No, it's not. It's not a cute story. It's a dumb story. It's a dumb story. <laughs> dumb story? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Everyone knows. Honestly, if he didn't make it to the playoffs, would he make the comeback player of the year? I don't know. I hope not. I, ho- I would hope to. Th- I don't know how I feel. You know, because it makes me think, one. <laughs> you look very confused. Uh, well, yeah, I'm just I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> like what's going to happen? I'm flabbergasted because I'm thinking to myself, if he went into the playoffs, if he didn't make it, does he still win comeback player of the year? And I'm like, all right, well, with that notion, if he doesn't, does that mean that this literally all decided was all decided whether or not because yes. he made it to the playoffs? No. Which also just he, he would have st- still would have won. His stats were terrible. It's like 1,600 yards passing, six touchdowns, eight interceptions. Like, like that's games, terrible, bro. No, it was like half the season, bro. It was. It's not good. Stop hating on them. It's not good. Stop hating on Alex Smith. We need to have higher standards. Like when Eric Berry came back from beating cancer and then had a pro bowl season like that's comeback player of the year right there i believe that but like i'm sorry like you got hurt and then you came back and just threw a couple he games. almost died lost his leg oh my gosh. and he N- came back and bro, played a cancer, physical cancer sports cancer is <laughs> death <laughs> like that, i understand that like and, <laughs> yeah i mean everybody deserved that so i just feel like us should have higher standards bro like i feel like comeback player of the year should actually okay. be like a player who's good Okay, so who you got for this matchup? I already said Tampa Bay. This is a ridiculous Why? story. Why are you choosing Tampa Bay? Because uh, they're the better team. I'm going to go ahead and choose the upset of the week. All right, cool. Go ahead. Just because I want to. All right, yeah. That's, Washington. That's, that's a bad pick. Will win. 24-23. Look, you, were so, you weren't even confident in that score. I'm not. But <laughs> I still think they will win because of this relentless defense. And Alex Smith as a time management quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, Buccaneers 3017. <laughs> 30-17. <laughs> 30-17. I don't uh, see how they're scoring any I just want the underdog to win. I'm giving them my win on this one. The underdog I'm rooting for is the, the Browns. Browns this year. Yeah, I that, agree that, with that's that too. who I'm going for. Browns on that side and what? If I had to pick an NFC team, I guess I'm picking uh Seahawks, I guess. They're see? an underdog, right? No. I mean, I would imagine who the favorites definitely Green Bay. But they're not, like, really the underdog underdog. And the NFC, the Bears. Yeah, I guess you're right yeah. with Trubisky. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if it's not Washington, yeah, you're right, the Bears. Yeah. All right, yeah, I guess I'll go for the Bears. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to go with the football team on that one. All right, let's go to Sunday night's games. All right, All right. Ravens at the Titans. Ooh, matchup, rematch from last year. I still got the Titans in this one. I think the Titans will run the ball heavily. And Tannehill will still shine. You know, pretty good quarterback there. And even though Lamar Jackson has been doing pretty good the last five weeks, I don't think they'll do enough to beat this Titans team. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I'm not a fan of Lamar. I feel like he's, um, I mean, he's good. Obviously, he's good. He's electric. Probably the most electric player in the NFL. 
but electric doesn't always mean like phenomenal and like great yeah. you know it just means that you're electric and um i think he really needs to improve in his passing and you know what the playoffs is like the best place to figure that out real quick you know you yep. know you got better defenses you got better caliber offenses out there and uh better coaching i don't think they'll win this game i think the titans will because mike variable the head coach for the titans is just amazing you know yeah, Derek, coach. Hen- Derek henry i asked you last week oh, if you get that 2000 you said that. no i had a i had a funny feeling he needed like 30 230 yards or something he, like and that he's just like i'll just get 250 yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like both demolished wide, him. both wide receivers are playing pretty hot. You know their defense is just disciplined and good. So, um, yeah, I'm going with the Titans on this one. I think obviously Baltimore Titans they're pretty much carbon copies of themselves, except you know Tannehill can't run four three or whatever. And he's a better passer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. Just you know, they, um, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You know, he's a better passer, but he can't run four three. Lamar can run four three, but can't throw the ball. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, they're basically carbon copies of themselves. Manage the game, run the ball hard, solid defense. But Titans, I think, are just more disciplined and just honestly just better at it. So um, I'm picking Titans on this one in a close one, 28-24. Yeah, I'm going to have to choose the Titans at 24-21. Nice. All right, we're going to go with the next game. Bears at the Saints. You think the Bears have a chance in this one? Actually, I do. I think actually I'm 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 going for the Bears. I forgot that they were an underdog until you mentioned it, but yeah, I'm going with the Bears in this one. I think what Trubisky he's been he's been playing pretty. It's kind of weird good. to say, but Trubisky's playing kind of hot. Yeah. Like, so uh, he he finally figured out what to do, which makes it interesting they, for the they Bears. They had to sit him a little bit. They had like reflect on yeah. your season. <laughs> Just think, think about a, it. Think about it, dude. You could be a construction worker <laughs> next year. Yes. <laughs> So, get better yeah and so, i think he took that to heart he did and, and, and you know what but he took it in the right way because he came back better and, but um, luckily for them the arizona cardinals lost last week that's why they're in the playoffs hey you know and they were playing the packers hey being lucky counts but don't yeah. count on being lucky yeah that's the giants but uh yeah i'm gonna go ahead and take the bears in this one mainly because uh man i, I think li- their defense is good enough yeah i think their defense is good enough but it's mainly because I know Drew Brees is playing, but it kind of just scares me because he, I feel like he doesn't throw past five yards anymore. And I'm just like, that's I don't why know. they got Tyson Hill, Taysom Hill for. Yeah, yeah. Just put Tyson Hill in there, throw a 30 yard, 40 yard pass, and then put Brees back in the 20 yard line. <laughs> yeah, but just, just the way that sounds sounds yeah, good, too. It's, it's just like, terrible. all right, all right, cool. We're just relying on Taysom Hill. Yeah, so it's guy. like, no, in the playoffs, I'm not ready for that. So I'm going to go. I mean, I'm not ready for Jabriski either, but. I'll just go with the Bears in this one, so I'll just. That's go. gonna be your upset. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that my upset, and I'll say it's a, a close, scrappy game. I'll say it's, you know what? I'll say it's real close. I'll say it's twenty-four, twenty-three. Bears. I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the with the Bears also. I want the underdogs to win this year. I don't know why, just I feel like it's that year. So I have the Bears winning, twenty-one seventeen. Defensive game. Defense, yeah, that's what I think too. And then let's go to our, my favorite matchup of the week. Browns at the Steelers. Browns have a lot of issues right now, especially with COVID and their coach being out and, you know, just backup players being out. But they got all their starters going against the Steelers team. It's not the same one they beat last week. So what do you think on this? What, who do you think is going to win? Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not questioning this matchup as, as much as anyone else is. I think the Browns, 
honestly, I think they got this one in the bag. I know they got a lot of woes. I know they had a kind of shaky uh, final three games and whatnot. But obviously, they got hit hard with COVID. And I think even though they lost their head coach, I think the fact that they got all their starters is actually uh, better than losing like an entire wide receiving group. And it doesn't take a genius, like I said, to uh, to just give it to your two-headed monsters and the running backs. I think they'll do that. I think Pittsburgh's really been scaring me on offense. Big Ben, I don't yeah. know if he's hurt. I don't know what the deal is, if he's just tired old now. But I think his arm hurts. Either way, offense looks interesting, shaky. to say the least. Yeah, just to say the least, it definitely looks shaky, interesting, however you want to describe it. So all those factors, I think I'm just going with the Browns. They're fun. They're fun to watch. They're good. I'll go with the Browns uh, and a 27-24 win. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Browns, too. And, um, you know, I think they're going to run heavily, like you said. They're going to run the ball out. And I don't trust Brett Roethlisberger. You know, he's been having a up-and-down season, and he hasn't really beat good teams. So, I mean, I just feel like this is going to be a tough matchup for the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion. And I think the Browns will be able to just run the clock out and not let Ben Roethlisberger, you know, fling the ball around. So I, I'm going to have the Browns winning this 28 24. Nice. Nice. It's going to be a good game. I like that one. And I hope the Browns win. Yeah. I hope the Browns win too. They got a lot of, they got a lot of fun players in the NFL. Young, fun players. Yeah. So, so that'll, we'll be a, that'll be a fun week. But, you know, that's going to wrap up this week's show. You can follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk TDs. And you can g- email us at Gmail on Let's Talk TDs at gmail.com. You know, come see us next week. Goodbye. Peace.